Welcome to the Fix Your Sciatica podcast, where we meet with experts and clients and discuss how to manage your sciatica and low back pain without the use of medications or surgery. I'm your host, Dr. Ashley Mack, and I'm a physical therapist as well as the founder of iFixYourSciatica.com, a go-to resource for pain management. With the amazing world of Amazon and online shopping and just general human innovation, there have been countless products that are being rolled out to help people like you experiencing pain. And the majority of these products do have a well-intentioned, they want to help. But I think also another thing is we have to kind of understand and to get the most amount of benefit from these devices as it just try to understand the mechanisms and how they work or why they work. And so today we're going to talk a little bit more about what is called an electrical modality, where in some cases, if you see it on Amazon or websites, you'll probably see like muscular TENS units, NMES. There's a lot of different electrical type of modalities, things that would apply a little gentle current to stimulate something, which uh, in some cases could help with pain, but not necessarily. So today I have Dan Dixon of NUX. And he is going to tell us a little bit more about what his company does and the type of electrical modalities that are out there. Dan, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me, Ashley. Oh, Good to be here. I'm pumped for you to be here. And so in this world of electrical modalities, I know that there's been this huge evolution, especially on the physical therapy world, in regards to the use cases and the effectiveness. My impression, uh, especially when we first met, was the fact that Electrical devices weren't necessarily uh, the most beneficial. You go into a typical physical therapy clinic or even just like a healthcare clinic and they do heat, they do high, do a little massage and they strap these electrical pads to you. And then you just feel some like pins and needles and it might feel good uh, at the beginning and might feel good once you remove it. And then there might be some temporary pain relief. But what I've learned and what I've seen is it doesn't really necessarily address uh, such an issue, but there's a huge breadth breadth of electrical devices. So would you be able to share with us the world of electrical devices and what the types are out there and tell us a little bit more about what you have going on in your company? Sure. Yeah. As you mentioned, there are a lot of different electrical stimulus modalities. It's a really um, kind of big product category. There's TENS, interferential, Russian, galvanic, um, and, you know, kind of more broadly, this category called neuromuscular electrical stimulation. Um, kind of what most people are familiar with, I would say, is, is, is and you see kind of most commonly, and whether it's in Walgreens or online, is, is probably the TENS units. Um, the TENS units, you know, are primarily uh, working on blocking the pain signal. And then there's also um, kind of the neuromuscular electrical stimulation category, which can can include Russian and, and some of these other um, products we've talked about, uh, like we were speaking about Mark Pro earlier, I think would go into that category. Um, our technology, we, we refer to it uh, broadly as interactive neuromuscular stimulation. Uh, the name of the company that um, I helped start is a company called NUX Technologies. And we focus uh, particularly on this interactive neuromuscular stimulation. There's a few things that make it unique and sort of differentiated from the pack, I would say. Um, one is there's a diagnostic component with the tech where we can help find uh, soft tissue that's it's basically locked in spasm or is, is not firing and is not activating the way that it should. And, you know, typically this happens from 
overuse or trauma um, and just kind of the compensation patterns that we all develop in life, um, whether it's, you know, us hunching over, looking at our phones, driving in the car, sitting in chairs, um, playing sports, you know, whatever. Um, this is this is a unique tool and that we can actually find out and search the body where uh, that soft tissue might not be firing, which could be related to some sort of degenerative issue that you're feeling. Um, secondly, another thing that makes this unique is it's um, two waveforms summed together. One is pulse direct current, which isn't really direct current is not really commonly found in electrical stimulation. Um, and it just, it's, it has a com completely different uh, physiological response in the tissues. And the other is it, it's also combined with alternating current like a TENS unit, which helps um, sort of quiet the nervous system and block any type of pain that you would potentially feel from such a strong electrical stimulation that's in our direct current. And what's unique about how this stimulus works in the body is that typically when you apply electrical stim, um, like you and I have experienced before in, in athletic training rooms or physical therapy settings is it will, it will cause a protective response to where you can't actually move, um, while the stimulus is being applied. So if I were to put it on like, you know, my low back, I might not be able to twist or stand up or, or do any type of movement. And, um, so with this type of stimulus, you're able to move and you're able to do a therapeutic exercise while the stimulus is applied. So I think that's one of the things that really makes it unique and, and, you know, hopefully leads to better outcomes for people that are using the tech. Very cool. Yeah. And so you brought up two really interesting things about the, well, if we look at the concept of like these three, it, it seems as if you've listed three major benefits from this specific piece of hardware, this piece of equipment, which I think is really cool. Um, I think the diagnostic piece is very interesting because a lot of times, especially with most electrical modalities, it's really more so an intervention based where it's like, I think this is where your problem area is. Let's go ahead and put these pads down. And that's kind of more of like a check and guess type of deal as compared to if you are do if, if it's used for more of a diagnostic, it gives you an opportunity to get some data and make some more informed decision in regards to what, where to address the issue and also what types um, you need to, to address. Um, you also brought us this concept of waveforms. And I think a lot of people, uh, and especially during physical therapy school, we were taught different various waveforms were used specifically for various different conditions and issues. And so, uh, Dan, would you be uh, okay with breaking down a little bit more? Like you said, you had pulse direct and then you had alternating current, but can you go a little bit more in detail what that is? Sure. Yeah. I, I hopefully won't butcher the explanation. I, I kind of try and keep it um, pretty general, but yeah, I mean, the way I think about it, um, the pulse direct current is more to activate the muscle and to actually stimulate it and, and, and teach it to fire and contract and lengthen again. Whereas the alternating current is more to kind of quiet the nervous system and, and kind of give you more parasympathetic tone. I think, you know, because when I think about it, just from my experiences with conventional STEM, you know, back in the day, it, it's causing, some, I think, in my opinion, it's causing some type of inhibitory or even stress response. Like if you, you know, put it on your leg and that leg all of a sudden can't move, that's that's a some type of protective co-contraction co of some kind. You know, if, if you put it on your quadricep and the quadricep contracts and the hamstring contracts, that's to me, that's some type of protective firing pattern. And um, 
So I think that, you know, basically this alternating current combined with the pulse direct current prohibits that from happening uh, and allows you to get the therapeutic benefits of, you know, I think about it as just increasing the activation, increasing the signal, sort of replicating the nervous system in a way and, and getting a muscle to fire that's not firing because it's been traumatized in some way. And, you know, we've had, I've seen some EMG, nothing we've formally done, but, you know, I've seen EMG, which is, you know, basically measures electrical activation in the tissue. Um, and it's, it's pretty profound what this type of stimulus does. So you're just getting muscles that are, are not firing and getting them to turn on. And, and that's through this unique combination of the two waveforms. We are going to take a quick break to tell you about our awesome new program called the Sciatica Protocol. If you don't have the time to see a professional, but are tired of trying to figure out this recovery on your own, then the Sciatica Protocol is for you. Harness the power of a knowledgeable physical therapist through your phone. It takes no more than seven minutes per day, and it is designed to help you recover as quickly as possible. It is simple to start, and all you need to do is log into ifixyoursciatica.com forward slash the dash sciatica dash protocol and fill out the nine question quiz to begin. The link for the program is in today's show notes. It's a really cool machine and we'll take a little bit more of a, an in-depth look and discussion about the, the machine itself. But listeners, he was talking about this concept of either um, overactive contracted muscles or um, super relaxed muscles. And Muscle tissues pretty much have, have two major functions. They either contract, which means that there is going to be movement of the muscle tissue or lack of movement um, in, in some cases, depending on the type of contraction. Um, but then you also have relaxation. And if you look at movement or muscle function on a spectrum, if you were to look at it uh, kind of like on a line graph and we'll say like the highest amount of stress or the highest amount of activity is like a fully contracted muscle. And then you go down to zero, that would be considered more of a relaxed muscle. And in my experience working with clients, one of the things I found, especially when people who are experiencing issues like sciatica, they're either dealing with, um, well, oftentimes, as you listeners have heard, that sciatica is just an irritation of the nerve, the sciatic nerve itself, or the nerve roots that are exiting the spine, resulting in irritation of the sciatic nerve itself. But then also, we look into, well, what are the causes, what are the reactions to this irritated nerve? And that could either be muscles that are not activated to begin with, um, and it could also be muscles that are super tense, extremely tightly bound because you're trying to protect a joint due to overuse or instability. So it seems as if, if we're looking at a tool like this, this tool doesn't necessarily address the sciatic nerve, but as you said, it really more so addresses the muscle function. And so you have the opportunity to be able to use a tool like this that could either relax a muscle that is extremely contracted or to be able to bring that muscle to wake up that is completely relaxed. In a way, I like to call that homeostasis, kind of like that neutrality. It's just like a normal functioning muscle. Um, is, is that sound about right, Dan? Yeah, that's that sounds definitely on the nose with how we kind of think about it and describe it. And there's a variable frequency in our tech um, mm -hmm. that goes from 50 to 250 Hertz. And so we think about the 250 Hertz, which is higher frequency, um, more contractions per second as being more of 
kind of a relaxing or lengthening contraction. And then on the lower, lower frequency would be more of, you know, kind of the strengthening or, or activation that we're talking about. So you can kind of play with the frequency depending on, you know, what's going on. And, and really, you know, everything is so interrelated. We're just trying to figure out the body, how to get it to communicate and talk to, you know, the posing muscle groups and get everything to kind of work more synergistically and, and more, I guess, harmoniously, if you will. And, you know, it's just a tool that they can help us do that. It's a it's a really great tool. I had the opportunity to meet Dan earlier this year and get to experience it. When we were before this interview, we were kind of talking about um, what were some like really great use cases um, for for something like this. And you brought the the term indications. And so, what are the the most common indications or uses that people would uh, implement this this technology? So yeah, just on the on interactive neuromuscular stimulation, um, the technology. I mean, we see people, you know, people that are using our tech use it for a number of different reasons. Um, they could use it to recover from injuries, whether it's you know low back pain or hamstring pull or you know neck tightness or stiffness. Um, we see people use it to recover from hard workouts if somebody's sore. There's a a recovery effect that you get from this stimulus, um, just by adjusting the the intensity of it and, and not, um, and not using it necessarily to rehabilitate something, but just to recover a tight muscle or an overused muscle, you can do that. And then we also have a number of personal trainers that use the tech, uh, in workouts, which is interesting and uh, is fun to see. So that it's really broad in terms of the use cases, um, and just kind of depends on context and what you're trying to accomplish. But, you know, we see it be pretty effective for, you know, all kinds of different things. Um, but you know, this particular first generation tech that we're talking about, the indications primarily are for muscle conditioning. So that's, you know, more or less strengthening muscles and getting them, you know, uh, more conditioned, better recovering faster, um, able to kind of work harder, just kind of the same effects you would get from, I guess, conventional strength and conditioning, but in a more targeted fashion with this tech. Very cool. I love the the indications and the use of it. I also really appreciate you saying that it's re it's really more so used for muscular conditioning. I think one of the challenges that a lot of these other electrical devices say is that they're like we're going to fix X, Y, and Z. And so to be able to be very clear in regards to what you what you and the company do, especially for this first generation technology. And so how does that translate on over into like injury prevention or recovering from an injury? And I think you brought up one really interesting point in regards to um, this machine will actually help recover from hard workouts. And I think what a lot of people think is, sorry, that was redundant, but uh, I believe that a lot of people think that hard workouts they hard workouts have to be uh in the gym itself you have to push to the point where you are vomiting and getting really hard but the reality is is that a hard workout is anything that is outside of your normal uh day-to-day -day function and the reality is whether it be exercise or working out it is what you do on a daily basis but in more of a vacuum also performed at a higher intensity and so Say, for example, if you are running, if you're running really, really fast for a long period of time, in a way, running is just very fast and longer distance walking. And the reality is that when people talk about recovering from workouts, it's the ability to 
recuperate your energy stores and make it so that you do not reach peak fatigue levels. Because if you reach peak fatigue levels, the injuries will actually occur when you're tired, not because like you're just going to fall apart. But I believe that there's two reasons as to why injuries do happen when we get exhausted. Uh, number one is going to be failure of our tissues in regards to our muscles, our bones, our joints cannot handle the load, the intensity, the amount of repetitions that we're doing. So we are truly doing way too much. Um, but what's really amazing with that when it comes to failure of tissues is the fact that the human body is amazing. We were built to move. We were built to endure so much punishment in our bodies, which is why you see, for example, say some people in the military, they're pushing themselves to the limit and they're able to, uh, in a way, still function. Um, but what I often also see is this concept of failure of position. Failure of positioning results in the fact that people lose their form. So if you ever go on YouTube and search like lifting with poor form, it's really painful. But the reality is that if you lift in poor form for the first one to two repetitions, it's not going to hurt that bad. It's going to feel awkward. But what ends up happening is that when you are out of position, you are not operating in the most efficient level. So what ends up happening, you put a lot of undue stress on your tissues. And that's where we can actually lead to tissue failure and possibly to injury. And so to hear that concept of being able to recover from these workouts, I love because it expands across this could actually even be, and this is just something that came to my head. It's actually a great way to, once you are feeling pretty good, to keep you in kind of tip top shape without any sort of additional work. So you can prevent the onset of future injuries. Um, yeah. So that was, that was kind of one thing that came to mind, but has anyone ever brought that up to you? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's, you know, in my opinion, pretty close to perfect explanation of yeah, cool. why injuries occur. And um, like you said, you know, muscles fatiguing, muscles start to fatigue, they don't can't do their job. Force goes in, um, into other places in the body that it shouldn't like the joints. And you know, this is a very simple and effective tool just to I kind of think I think of it as kind of restoring kind of a healthy neurological tone to the body. You know, if you think about when you get fatigued and start running or sprinting or lifting weights or whatever, as you said, you get out of position. And so this basically just stimulates the muscles to kind of go to a resting length in which they're not in that fatigue or contracted state. And they're able to contract and relax more efficiently, more optimally um, again and again. And, and this is just it's amazing. I've, you know, I've seen people that use this tech, just athletes just use it to warm up and recover from games and they don't change anything else. They just you know, use this for five to 10 minutes and you really see their performances more consistent um, and, and just better in general, just because they're, they're restoring the the tissue to that kind of resting length. And, and if, if that's the case, then the tissues will maintain that elasticity and being, be able to, you know, uh, perform more optimally. So yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Very, very cool. And so if you look at electrical modalities, like you just search like TENS unit, NMES unit, there's, there's so many different variations that are out there. You're going to have some things that are just like pads oriented. Sometimes it's just one giant pad. Sometimes it looks like a massage gun or like a pen with the metal tip in reg regards to like you're putting electrical stimulus at like specific points. Um, what, what's, uh, how, how does this operate uh, or how would someone use uh, something like this? Is it pads? Is it a point? Tell us a little bit more about that. So yeah, it's um, we can use up to four electrodes. Uh, so typically, 
you might use two. Uh, it really just sort of depends on the context and what you're trying to accomplish, but you can use four. And typically they're four sticky pads. Um, so you, that's just if you're using it for like recovery or, or performance or um, training. And then we have uh, what we call a rubber carbon electrode that we can use for the diagnostic component of this. If somebody's using it to, you know, find a particular muscle that's that's weak or not activating, um, use a rubber carbon electrode with the sticky pad. So they're, they kind of work together, but yeah, the basic setup would be, um, just conventional sticky pads and two electrodes. Each electrode has two, um, outlets, if you will. And when I think about sticky pads, um, I myself am not a very hairy person. And so, but I do remember in school when it comes to sticky pads, People who are a little bit on the hairier side or you're putting areas like maybe close to the neck, it gets a little problematic. So um, is does this work okay with people who have fair amount of hair? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Good question. I'm, I'm, I would say I'm a reasonably hairy guy, um, but yeah, it works. It's, you know, you just have to be careful taking it on and off if somebody's, if somebody's sensitive, but yeah, for the, for the most part, I don't see too many um, issues with it. And so uh, there's a lot of really great use cases, uh, what we call indications in regards to like, this is what it could be helpful for. We're looking at muscle recovery, being able to help restore the, the what we call it, the, the, the neuromuscular um, neutrality. Um, and that in itself can actually help people make, help people feel better in general. Uh, let's talk about the other end of the spectrum in regards to like a tool like this. What are, what are, what is, um, who would not benefit or like things. And we call it like contraindications, like people that shouldn't be using this. So the, one of the main contraindications is somebody that has a pacemaker. Um, so that's definitely a contraindication. Um, pregnant women would be another contraindication. And um, typically, you know, it is super broad in terms of the use cases and who can benefit from it. You know, I'll talk to people all the time that say, well, I'm, you know, I'm healthy or, you know, I'm great. I don't need anything. And, uh, you know, the reality of it is, is we're all in some level of tightness or dysfunction or stiffness kind of in, in, in the culture. And, um, so it is, even if you feel great, it's, it's, you know, I always am like, have this cheesy saying of, well, good is the enemy of great. And somebody says, well, I feel good. And I said, well, we can make you feel better. And so it's, it's just a really fun tool to use to kind of improve people's quality of life and, you know, whatever it is they want to do, help them do it better. Um, but yeah, the, the, the two main contraindications that I, that are on the top, off the top of my head would be somebody who's pregnant or has a pacemaker. Those, those would be the main ones. Yeah. And then also whenever I plan on using electrical modalities with my clients, I often ask to get them to confirm it with their physician to see if there's anything that, actually would prevent them from using it. Um, everyone has like a unique case. And so um, definitely good, good advice with that. Um, now you said that uh, earlier that um, this is something that we, people can purchase. It's not something that it's not necessarily something that they have to go to a clinic to use specifically. So if someone was like, Oh, this is a, this is a pretty cool tool. Do they, do, do they buy this, buy this? And then they just kind of like guess where they should be putting it or what is that sequence like? So yeah, the, the tech is available over the counter. You don't need to be a clinician to use it or this first generation technology is the NX Pro. Um, how it typically works is that we set them up with uh, in-service training with our team. 
So it's usually done over Zoom unless we have somebody that's, you know, in the area that can that can do the in-service in person. Um, but most of the time it's done over Zoom and we do three one-hour in-service training sessions. So yeah, apps last thing we want to do is get this technology in your hands and have you not educated and, and capable of using it. So we take a lot of pride in, in making sure that um, the education process is extensive. And then we also have a continuing education that's available um, to our members, to the people that are using this technology. You know, we're always trying to continue innovating and developing and, and making sure everyone's feeling supported and how they're using it. Um, but yeah, primarily the the main education is those, those three one-hour Zoom and service calls. I love that. I can't tell you how many products I've purchased where the user manual is so limited and the user manual is just saying like, this is how you not, this is how you don't break this tool. But I didn't really get necessarily the most information in regards to how to bestly use. And I'm sure that's where a lot of people are experiencing stuff too. It's like they buy these devices and they're thinking, how do I implement this? And they just see what they, they just see what's out there uh, via social media and don't necessarily get the full power of it. And so I love the fact that you have that in service and that education opportunity, because this is a, a tool and whether it's electrical modalities, whether it be foam rolling, whatever tool that you end up using, um, there's a time and place for, for all of it. And so it is important to be able to understand what are the conditions as to why this tool is going to help you and also being able to implement it correctly. And so in regards to the amazing education that you're providing and the onboarding, how would someone get in contact either with you or the company? How can someone get their hands on a device like this? Sure. Um, so the, probably the best way to reach us is through our website, uh, newx technologies n e u x technologies dot um, com and then also you can always reach out to me directly um, via Instagram is probably a simple way to do it my Instagram handle is the body electric underscore uh, but yeah you can reach us directly on our website the phone number is on there and there's also email you can contact us there or or also through our corporate uh, Instagram which is just at um, newx tech love it and so. Dan, thank you so much for your time. Um, we had the opportunity to take a deep dive and discuss a little bit more about electrical modalities and how they can be used and talk more, uh, a little bit more about the, the cool technology that I had the pleasure of experiencing. And so uh, listeners, if you haven't gotten a chance to write down Dan's information, I'm actually putting all those links in the show notes and that way you can get in touch if you're ready to rock. So Dan, thank you again so much for your time. It was good seeing you. Much appreciate it. This is great. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you got some help from today's podcast. And for more info, check us out at ifixyoursciatica.com. Have a fantastic and pain-free day. No patient-therapist relationship is formed by listening to this podcast. We are not providing medical advice and all information should be confirmed by a medical provider. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.